You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sunday, 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 Little Caesars Arena. The Big Three is back in town. And one of the players that will be shining like you always shine uh, from Saginaw, Michigan and Michigan State University. He is Jason Richardson. What's up, Jay Rich? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? We're, we're, doing, we're doing pretty good. Tell us about the, this this big three. You've been involved before, and it's, it's certainly a lot of fun to watch on television. I know it's got to be a lot of fun for the fans who go down there and see you guys at Little Caesars. Yeah, it's definitely fun. It's a good time to come out. Some of the guys that, you know, former NBA players, uh, former colleagues, former teammates, uh, still had that competitive edge, and we out there playing some three-on-three half-court basketball. Now, how many guys are envious of you at 42 that you're still out there throwing down? Because I sit there and watch, and I remember watching you in Saginaw in that state title game that was broadcast on Fox Sports and yada, yada. So I followed your whole career. But you're still doing it now at 42 that you were now. I don't think you're doing the crazy in between the legs, 360 reverse, like you were in the dunk contest. <laughs> but how good is it to feel that you can still keep up with these young bucks? It, it feels good. And, you know, um, you know, a few years after I retired, well, not a few years, a few months after I retired, I kept on playing basketball because I just purely love playing the game of basketball. Uh, so I still go out there and play, you know, three or four times a week. Whether it's in a big three, playing pickup games at a YMCA or my local health club, uh, you know, Lifetime Fitness. I just love playing basketball. Plus, I have two sons that are 17 and 15 that are playing basketball. So it keeps me uh, playing against those guys and try to keep up with them. All right, you brought up your son, so I'll get it out of the way. There are people around here that if he does not go play for your old coach, Tom Izzo, people are going to be really pissed at you, Jay Rich. I might be one of them, you by the way. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing is, is going through the process is, um, you know, I'm allowing him to be himself. Uh, this is a process that he has to go through. I'm not living my dreams through him. I live my dreams. And at this point right now, I'm just being a parent. I'm giving the pros and cons of all the schools he's looking at. Uh, it would really be cool to, for him to go to Michigan State, but Ultimately, it's his decision, and he got to make the choice for himself. I think the cons to all the other schools are they just aren't Michigan State. But well, <laughs> I'll digress. But has he beaten you one on one yet? He's getting very close to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, my fifteen-year-old is getting close to it. So you know, when the games get really, really close, uh, I have to back him down a little bit. He had won a few games, but it was. Uh, you know, I was, it was my best effort put forth, but they getting a little too fast for me to drive, kind of guard them on the perimeter, so I had to back them down and give them an old man game. <laughs> now, Evan mentioned, you know, slamming like you used to. Are you, are you amazed and kind of, I don't know, I, I as a fan are pissed off that the slam dunk contest is really deteriorated between the guys, most of the guys who play and or participate and win, nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, well, you know, it, the, the hardest thing about the slam dunk contest is coming up with something new. And that was coming up, some of the problems I have, you know, my third and maybe child do a fourth year. It was just trying to come up with new dunks that people haven't seen, um, especially now with the professional dunkers out there where people are YouTubing. Some of these guys are doing things that I don't think it's humanly possible. Even my 15-year-old son, he's doing some things that I don't think I could possibly do. So I think the fans are getting a little um, irritated because it hasn't gotten to that level. But what they have to understand is guys that are in the NBA – are not just working on dunking. 
when I did a dunk contest, I didn't do those dunks until maybe two days before a dunk contest. I would practice. But I'm not spending my whole year or my whole time just training on dunks. But we have professional dunkers that are out there doing these crazy and amazing things. It's kind of hard to go watch an NBA player that don't work on them every day like those guys are doing. Now, I have a question about Duncan, and I've always wondered about this, so I'm glad I got to talk to you because currently right now, Michigan State has an incoming freshman. His name is Cohen Carr. He is what I call a one-footed jumper. You, on the other hand, I always considered you a two-footed jumper. When I watched you in the dunk contest, your biggest dunks where you got your vert was off two feet. Can you just talk about that from a basketball player and the difference in being able to jump off of one, which I know you can do, but when you try to show out, it was always off of two. Yeah, my one-foot dunking wasn't spectacular. It was just to get the finished product. So uh, I, I watched the car kid. I think he's an amazing leaper. Uh, I believe he, he is a one-footed jumper, but he could definitely go off two. But uh, when it's all said and done, I don't know how long he's been at Michigan State, but it's four years, three, two, or one. Uh, he would probably leave as the best dunker in Michigan State history. You you uh, think even it, over it, you and Shannon Brown? Because you guys both. Absolutely. I mean, your freshman year, when you Absolutely. did that dunk contest in the Final Four, I remember the newspaper the next day, your big-ass picture right on it, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this kid is amazing. So you really think yeah, he could I be the best dunker out of everybody that's I gone could, through I that. believe he could be the best dunker that Michigan State has ever seen. Some of the things he has done, um, his leaping ability, be able to go up from one and two feet, um, the creativity he has. Uh, I, when it's all said and done, I think he could be the best dunker that came out of Michigan State. Can today's, and not just your kid, but can, de- can today's high school superstar, you know, AAU kid, can they still play for Tom Izzo? It looks like they, they want to because the recruiting class they just got, but people are sitting there, you know, he's so old school. I, I still think it works, don't you? Yeah, I definitely think it works. And, and the ones that he's getting, the, the five stars he's still getting, and the, the hidden gems and stuff like that, those are kids that understand what they're getting out of going to Michigan State. Um, I tell people in the past, Michigan State is not for everyone. But the ones that go there, uh, the first thing you're going to get, you're going to have brothers and fraternity for life. Um, you're going to get coached at a high level. And if you have a, the capabilities, you're going to get a shot at the NBA. So um, the ones that go in there and continue to go in there understand that. They understand what Michigan State offers to them. They understand what Coach Izzo is going to get out of them. And if you can get coached by Coach Izzo, you can get coached by anybody in the world. Has Juwan tried to uh, get your kid, or does he know? I'm, I'm, you know, there's no way a Spartan kids, a Spartan's kid's going to go to play at Michigan. Yeah, I, I think he kind of figured that. You know, my son was at Michigan State, um, <laughs> which, in my opinion, is it, great because um, you know I thought Michigan would have been a good situation for my son. Uh, but I told my son if he ever go to that school, I would never wear those colors. <laughs> but um, I think um, Juwan kind of stayed off of him because you know just the Michigan State ties. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. 
You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so I have a question. This is just a, a goofy, like, gear question, right? So you guys win the national title. You guys are wearing Reebok stuff. And now you see everything that Michigan State has done since then has been a Nike school. And just recently they brought back those uniforms that you guys wore. How cool was that for you? It is it's really cool to see those uniforms come back. Um, I think they're one of the coolest set of uniforms that, you know, we're at Michigan State between that one and the one Magic Award with the scripted state on it. Uh, but it's kind of it's cool to see it, uh, paying homage for that 2000 team, uh, bring back a lot of memories of all those guys on the team and all the hard work and sacrifice we put in to become champions that year. What hurt more, losing to Arizona the following year or losing in the uh, Western Conference Finals when you were uh, with Phoenix to the Lakers in Game oh, 6? That, that's tough. They both were tough. It's kind of hard because uh, – you know, Final Four, you, you want to win it again. Um, and, and, you know, in the NBA, you definitely want to win it. So it's kind of hard. I think they both are even. It's hard to pick one of the over. As a former player, who do you root for? I mean, obviously, the Golden State Warriors are now, like, the it team. When you play there, they're kind of an up-and-coming type of deal. Who do you root for as a player, obviously, other than, you know, your own team on the big three? Um, you know, I, I refer guys that, you know, kind of play that old school style basketball. So, you know, of course, I got a root for Draymond, Michigan State and Saginaw, my little brother. Um, but I, I like guys that play hard that bring it hard all the time. Um, just unselfish, just play the right way. So there's guys like Giannis. Um, I like Kawhi Leonard. I like Paul George. Um, I'm drawing blanks right now. Uh, it's only a handful. Russell Westbrook, I love the way he plays. Uh, it's just guys that really go out there and just give it their all every time they step on the floor. Now, you mentioned you and Day-Day being from Saginaw, and like I said, I watched you when you grew up there, and that was like such a hotbed for basketball. Why do you think we're not seeing as many players come out of Saginaw and Flint and Detroit? Is it just the mere fact the kids are now going to these... Monteverde uh, and all those places. Yeah, and going to play at the yeah. IMG Academies of the world. Why do you think we're not seeing as much talent come out of the state of Michigan I mean, like Devin Booker's a prime example. Yeah, he's from Grand Rapids, but he went and played high school basketball elsewhere. So do you think that's just purely what it is? Yeah, I think, you know, with so many, um, I think the MHSAA is uh, starting to be less restrictive as they were. But it was so many restrictions put on high school athletes that, you know, we were getting overlooked and weren't getting the attention or the credit is due. 
Um, I remember growing up and I couldn't play in all-star games unless until after I graduated, basically, after my senior season of high school was done, where kids were making these all-star games in camps and they were allowed to play in them. Uh, you know, they had the, the miles restriction rule where you can't play, what, 80 miles outside of your school. Um, you couldn't travel to other states. You couldn't play on national television. So those rules had just started to start to go away in the last year or two. But kids before that and all the talent that had left over the last 10 years, it because of those rules and being so restrictive. I think MHSAA came out now where there's no travel restrictions now. I think you can play on TV now. Um, so I think, you know, you're going to start seeing kids, um, you know, coming back and, or staying home because the rules are starting to ease up a little bit. Now, are you glad you played in the public schools? Because the reason I asked it, because Tuesday and Friday nights when the varsity played, those were like must-watch games, whether it was Dane Fife at Clarkson or Aloysius Gagne out at Denby or whatever it might have been. But just are you happy that you played at a public school like that? I'm very happy that I played at a public school like that, especially back then where the Saginaw Valley League was really, really tough. Um, you know, guys are beating up on each other from – you know, the crosstown rival was Saginaw High. Mm-hmm. And you had Heritage that had a few guys down there. And then you're not even talking about, you know, Flint Northwestern, Flint Central, Southwestern, um, you know, and Northern, which was very tough. That's before you even get to the Metro and, and, and down, you know, the Detroit area. So the competition was always tough in that area. So I was glad I was able to be a part of that, you know, play against some, some great competition and guys. Uh, Charlie Bell, Kevin Tolbert, Desmond Farmer. Um, all those guys, Casey Cavett, Nick Stapleton, I mean, it was just list and list of guys just in that Flint and Saginaw area before we even got down to the Detroit area. Now, I'm originally from Philly, and you were on those teams at the end of your career that basically started the process. Uh, the fact that they never won a title, and how tough was that to know that this is what the, the plan was going in for you guys? It was very tough when I first got there because, you know, uh, even though I was on a lot of losing teams, I always had a winning mentality of just trying to go out there and win. So when, uh, you know, they start the, the whole process of losing games and bringing in multiple guys from the D-League and, and had to lose games, I was in the front office gym every day trying to figure out what is going on. And I couldn't understand it at the time with Sam Hinkie, but we became close over the years, the two years I was there. And it was just amazing, even though they haven't won a championship, just look at what type of team they are now. You know, drafting Joel Embiid, um, you know, getting James Harden, all the roster moves they have made over the years to be a competitive team now. Now they're just trying to figure out what's the key pieces and what they need to have to win a championship. But they, they're not that far away from winning one. Um, Joel is an extremely talented guy, just won the MVP. Uh, they're going to figure out ways how to win the championships real soon. But the problem is all their trades never worked out. They drafted Simmons. <laughs> Harden hasn't worked out. People say get rid of him. Fultz, they could have had Jason Tatum instead. It's like the the premise was okay. The execution was horrific, though. Yeah, it, it's been tough. I mean, you know, one thing about drafting guys, it, it's, it's hard. It's a hit and miss. Some guys could turn out superstars. Some guys could turn out not to be what they're expected. But even in those situations, like you said, they you know had a chance to draft Jason Tatum uh, to get some guys in that you know probably didn't work roster wise. They're still a good team, and so once they really figure out, hey, we need this piece and this piece, and figure out you know how to get guys and position around Joe, who is the centerpiece of everything, uh, I think everything will work out for Philly. How big of a Piston fan were you growing up? Couldn't stand the Pistons. Oh, <laughs> oh is that why you wore twenty three? Because that other guy. 
<laughs> no, I actually wore 32, but 32 was retired at Michigan State by Greg Kelsey. Right. So, uh, I, I was just, I was an NBA fan. I just like guys. I didn't like certain teams. I just like individual guys. So, so who I was liked, your favorite you know, growing Dominique up? Wilk- Dominique Wilk is my favorite growing up. Oh, makes sense. Another two-footed jumper, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he, but didn't, win squ- I, I, he didn't win squat, though. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> but I was just amazed. I, I know. His dunking ability. And I watched Jordan. I liked Jordan, too. Um, I, I was just a, uh, a kid that liked everybody. I just didn't like a certainty. I just liked multiple players because they were good at what they done. Who was the best trash talker you went up against that you – like I mean, I'm sure plenty of dudes in the NBA. You heard about Gary Payton and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and all these guys that talk trash. But who would go out there and talk trash and then back it up right on the words they were saying? It was always Gary Payton. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, even though it was like the last you know five or six years of his career or four or five years, wherever it was, he just always had a knack of getting inside of you. He just always had a knack of getting inside your head, uh, make you play outside of your limits. And he backed it up, and he was tough. And so um, it's always, you know, he was always a great trash talker because you do have guys that talk trash, but Gary had found ways to literally get, like, a knife and stick it in you and would never take it out. Like, he just knew what buttons to push. And that was what made him such a great player because he knew how to get under your skin. What was playing against Sheed like? Sheed was his, you know, I never had problems with Sheed because of two different positions. But Sheed was the type of player that, you know, I, I saw a matchup against other teammates, and you could hear him. He's he talking trash. He can't guard me. He can't guard me. Why is he? Why y'all putting him on me? <laughs> and then on the defensive end, he don't have enough offensive skills. So, um, you know, but I've never had problems with Sheed, but Sheed was always a great tra- trash talker also. Now, when you suit up for the big three on Sunday at LCA, do you still get the jitters? Do you get nervous? Like, what is it like? I mean, obviously, it's not an NBA game, but I, you grew up in the Metro Detroit area, so you know about Gus Macker. So we grew up on three versus three games, and, like, that's where the best I, – I loved it growing up. I mean, I'm sure Stoney did yeah. on the clay courts or whatever you were playing on, Stoney. <laughs> but, but how cool is it that Jeez. you get to suit up and, and still get to do – the thing that you love the most and that you're also so having to be pretty damn good at? It, it, it's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, I remember the first couple of years, well, the first year in the big three, I didn't realize how much ground you have to cover on the NBA regulation court with three guys. It's, it's a lot of ground to cover. You know, it's not as small as a Gus Macker, but I remember those days of playing in Gus Mackers and that's just something that was just inside of me and just playing. So it's really cool. I don't get nervous at all because the fans are kind of blacked out. Uh, when I'm playing basketball, because I'm so used to just being around a whole bunch of crowds. Uh, but it might be a little bit different this time. It's been years since I played. It's been years since I played in Detroit. I've been getting multiple, multiple calls about tickets and all my friends and family coming down to watch the game. Uh, so it's going to be a exciting time this weekend. Have you thought about getting into broadcasting? You sound great. You could do a lot better job uh, analyzing <laughs> games than a lot of people that get paid big money for. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Hey, I might have to have an uh, opportunity to do that. Maybe so. I might have to look through it. Yeah. Uh, Jason, appreciate the time. And hopefully uh, uh, another Jason Richardson will be uh, donning the green and white. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. He's making his decision in October, so we'll see. All right. All like right. I said, I mean, everywhere, everybody that's good just goes to East Lansing. I mean, you can point at Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson, all these guys in the NBA. If you need a recruiting pitch, send them my way. <laughs> because yeah, all right, we just, will. <laughs> and, but as long as he doesn't go wear that maize and blue, we're good. I, I can support I'm him totally anywhere. i with that, too. Okay. I, I agree. <laughs> Thank you very, very much, Jason. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys.